Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. Flipping the proverbial bird is a God-given, charter-enshrined right that belongs to every red-blooded Canadian. And SI's Pat Forty. They have rolled uh, when they've had their full complement of players, so I'd say look out for Duke. I think they have a great chance to go to the Final Four, and I think we're going to be talking about John Shire as a star uh, by the end of this tournament. Here's Pat, Russ, and Dan. All right, welcome to the pod. It's that time of year, Pat. It is. Everyone has to find out where True TV is located on their their cable channel or whatever they're, however the hell they're watching. That's right. Time to become acquainted with the Kennesaw State Owls. Kennesaw State Owls. Get to know them. Mm-hmm. You were be be uh, I guess reminded or told that Charles Barkley and Kenny Anderson actually and Spike Lee care about college basketball. <laughs> Spoiler: They really don't. But <laughs> <laughs> they get paid to act like they do for a couple of weeks. Yeah, do pretty well at it. Do pretty well mm-hmm. at it. Yeah, we're here. We're Load them up. Get ready to uh, get after it. Friday brings uh, the uh, perfect storm of St. Patrick's Day and first round NCAA bat. Always good. <laughs> oh, yeah. When St. Patrick's Day can come in on one of those days. Yeah. Add to the festivities. Everyone looks like a Michigan State fan, but that's all right. So who state got in the first round? They got, uh, I can't remember. They have. It's too many. here. We're doing this yeah, right State after has, the bracket procedure. Yeah, yep. Sunday night here. USC. USC. Michigan State, USC. USC. Yeah. So random USC fan is not happy about that because he's going to go to a bar and everyone's going to be dressed in green. <laughs> I think that game is on Friday. Is it on? I don't even know. It's probably not. We are uh, taping this right after the bracket was released. We're, we're going to hold off on, you know, we're not going to go through every single game here. It's a little early for that. Um, yeah. But we are going to talk about the uh, the tournament, how we like talking about it, which is uh, we like characters. We like we like storylines. We like soap opera. We like crash and burns. We like heroes. We like all that. All of it. Uh, all of that. There are plenty of people out there who are lie to you and pretend that they are college basketball experts to provide you with gambling advice. <laughs> yeah. Somehow they have the time to analyze... <laughs> Kennesaw State's chances. <laughs> hey, by the way, we should say uh, Ross Dellinger's like overseas. He's in Europe, so he's not. Oh, that's right. Today. Yeah. So. Ross, who's that? Yeah, we <laughs> we kicked him off. He doesn't follow too much, but he's he's studying. Yeah. He's I think that's what he's doing. He's studying up on college basketball <laughs> while in uh, Paris. I think that's what that's he's it. doing, right? 
That's yeah. it. Yeah. He's, he's, see if he can come back in time. He's a Mississippi State grad. See if he can come back and bring Victor Wembanyama back with him from France to suit up for the Bulldogs. You know, he doesn't spend a lot of time thinking about college basketball when he takes a vacation <laughs> during the first week of March Madness. Pretty clear sign. When you're when you're overseas on Selection Sunday, yeah. your priorities are misplaced. Yeah, we still don't have uh we don't have that. Anyway, here we are. So I wanted to go through the most intriguing people in March Madness. This could be they're just interesting. This could be they could really, really use a nice NCAA run. Some of these guys might need to win it. Some of these guys might just need to win a couple. Uh, some of these guys have careers in the balance. Some of them, I don't know. We got all sorts of different things here. So I want to go through the list, Pat. You ready? Are you ready? I'm for ready. This excitement? I'm ready. It's true I'm TV ready. worthy. They should be <laughs> running this live on true TV. That's right. There's also the part where somewhere in the middle, you, you like, you, like Judge Joe Brown re, like comes on after in between. <laughs> You're watching a game. You're leaving. In. It's a weird time. It's a weird time. All right. Number one most intriguing person of this basketball tournament is Brandon Miller. Without question. The Alabama sensation. We don't really have to do a lot of recapping here, but uh, there's two main points that are really interesting about Brandon. One, he is the best player in the country, and I'm not yeah. taking, I'm not listening to anybody else. Yeah, two, yeah, there will be some people say Zach Eady, but I'm with you. I think Brandon Miller is the best player in the country. I had nothing against Zach Eady, but Brandon Miller is ridiculous. Yes. And then anybody's guarding him. And Alabama, I think, is the best team. I think Alabama is going to win this. I think people trying to not pick Alabama are trying really hard to not pick Alabama. Yeah. Um, certainly fine. The best team doesn't always win it. But this team is absolutely terrific. So Brandon Miller is an incredible basketball player, one. And number two, he uh, ferried a murder weapon to a murder scene <laughs> back in January where one of his teammates – uh, was uh, handed the gun off to one of his friends, and now the teammate is facing uh, capital murder charges, uh, which he was indicted for, oh, just last Friday while Brandon Miller was torching the SEC basketball tournament. Uh, this is the story of the of the NCAs. I mean, and any, anything else. There's 68 teams. This is the one that can overwhelm everything. This is the one that's going to, you know, that's that has the potential to go big. This is the one that can go in any direction, which we saw when two self-proclaimed Alabama fans uh, walked into the SEC tournament on Saturday wearing T-shirts that uh, read, what was it said, goats on the front with the Alabama logo. Yeah, and the for back, oats. For oats. Mm -hmm. And then the back said, killing our way through the SEC in 23 which set off another frenzy. They refused to give their names to AL.com. The SEC was so outraged, they banned the shirts, uh, not the guys, banned the shirts from returning. So far, the stiffest punishment in terms of athletic participation in this entire thing have been handed down to the shirts. <laughs> it's true. The shirts and the pat-down routine have both been banned. That's it. <laughs> They're both suspended. True. Pat-down pat routine, got it. Yeah, it got uh -huh. it, too. But, uh, yeah, the shirts have been banned. No no one else is facing any. any nope. What? Why would, what? What's going on? So, I mean, look, a lot of people listen to this podcast know this story. 
Yeah. Uh, a lot of people who watch college basketball know this story. March Madness is about everybody else tuning in and looking on and watching and getting into storylines and getting into narratives and following along and being reminded that, I don't know, whatever, a Gonzaga uh, exists, right? This is it. Or, oh, there's that coach I like or, you know, whatever it is. This is when the audience goes from, you know, whatever, how many college basketball fans there are out there. And considering the highest rated regular season games rarely do more than a few million, uh, there aren't that many, uh, to when you can get up to big numbers. So a lot of people are going to be introduced to this story going on. So under that backdrop, Brandon Miller is playing, of course, and uh, he very well could be clipping down the nets in uh, a few weeks in Houston and uh, be the MVP of the Final Four, or most most outstanding player, whatever how they describe it, and, and the national champ. And uh, by that point, I would think uh, the, the, the story will be absolutely enormous. So, uh, Pat, Brandon Miller, right? Most intriguing? Without a doubt. No doubt about it. I mean, again, we, we touched on his talent. We touched on the controversy. There's a lot of both. And... Yeah, the snowball has gotten bigger. This all, he got pulled into this on February 21st, and it was a very big story right away. But to your point, it was pretty much a localized college basketball story. You know, it was within the sports niche, that sport. And it has gotten bigger since then. And you turn to March, and all of a sudden there's tournament basketball. And at the SEC tournament where I was over the weekend, there's the New York Times working on a long Alabama story. There's the Washington Post working on an Alabama story. There are questions for Brandon Miller and Nate Oates, and I asked some of them about how you reconcile him being in the lineup after his involvement in an alleged murder. He has not been charged. He is not a suspect, but he was involved. And I think we, we've said on the podcast, we believe he demonstrated extremely poor judgment at the very least. And is probably lucky he's still alive because his car was shot in this shootout. Twice. Uh, twice, yeah. His windshield of the car that he was in, according to his lawyer. So that's the backdrop. And yes, now the, the audience expands and... You know, that's where the, the news shows are going to get involved. It's going to be an ABC, NBC, CBS story. It might end up being a CNN, Fox News, MSNBC story. It's just going to get bigger from here, especially because Alabama, as you said, is the clear best team in the country at this point. We'll see how they handle the pressure. We'll see how they handle the scrutiny. But they just destroyed the SEC tournament. I mean, they, they rampaged through that thing looking like a Rick Pitino Kentucky team back in the day. They had a little bit of a struggle against Missouri in the semifinal, but they ended up putting them away with ease, and then they just routed Texas A&M and routed Mississippi State, and they have what it takes to win the championship, and they also have what it takes to be an incredible lightning rod story. Yeah. Uh, we did a full uh, a full show analyzing the case on Brandon Miller, February 23rd on this podcast. That is still clicking at a – like, that's still being downloaded at a pretty healthy – number it's um, good. of I people think we going people back primer to it, right yeah. right going back and like and so that there's people like still discovering the story and then discovering things like that and that's just one podcast let me ask you this on interest how much you think cbs will mention the 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 murder the 
the capital murder charge against Darius Miles. I mean, the guy was part of the Alabama team. The situation around Brady. How much will CBS mention it, or will they just try to whistle on past it and say, hey, it's uh, one shining moment? Yeah, that'll be fascinating to see play out. I, I don't think they can ignore it, but I don't expect them to dwell on it at all. It seemed to me, and I couldn't tell for sure because I was at the games as opposed to watching on TV, other than I did watch the final today on TV, that ESPN, which televised the SEC tournament, almost had a little bit like of a formula, like the under 12-minute media timeout in the first half. They were going to backstory the Brandon Miller controversy and go through that, and that was it. Otherwise, you know, hey, we're free and clear. So we 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 right. We did our, our due diligence, and so I would expect yes, CBS do the same thing. I know, like after the pat down thing, which I thought was just absolutely outrageous, that CBS was really soft on that in their on on the studio show, like sadly soft, I thought. And uh, you know, we'll see if those people have anything more to say. Yeah, I'm not expecting much. I think they'll have a little first TV timeout. I don't think they'll wait 12 minutes. Uh, and I think it'll be 16, do a little thing, we're done. Yep. Uh, I don't expect anything out of the studio show. You know, it's funny. You talk to old coaches, and they're, like, outraged over this thing. <laughs> and it's like, you know, none, of the, none of those old coaches who have TV deals are saying much. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody who's willing to give up their cushy TV deal. I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> is it that scary? Like, would you get I, taken that, off the broadcast? See, that's the I mean, thing. I, I, like, I what exactly do like you think is going to happen to you? You know? I, I mean, like, really? I took a stand on a guy who brought a murder weapon? Maybe I thought Alabama... I mean, my entire position is so controversial, I just thought they should have actually done their own investigation or they were... And they're completely reckless to be flying blind to this mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. I just thought it was a, it's a completely risky and wild idea to just sit there and say, well, we trust a guy who lied to us, who didn't tell us anything. Didn't tell yeah. us what happened. And but now we trust him and his attorney. And our only standard is indictment. I mean, that's absurd. Like these are the people that got they got more angry at, you know, the idea that UNLV basketball players under Jerry Tarkanian might have been taking some money or something. Yeah. Than than any of this, right? So yeah. no, I but I, I just I, think I, nowadays nobody can criticize anybody. So I don't expect CBS to do squat. Probably not. But I, I, I mean, to, I've heard commentate. I've heard TV commentators that were much more critical of North Carolina for not making the tournament than they are of right. Alabama <laughs> for playing Brandon Miller. Right. So there we are. Anyway, Brandon Miller, man, this could be your show. Yep. He can absolutely just torch this thing. He is the best player. He's one of the best college players uh, I have seen as a freshman. Certainly, uh, this team is terrific. I love Quinterly on that team. My God, every time. Brandon Miller, like they can, uh, I don't know. Every time they need a play, Quinter, uh, Brandon Miller isn't making, there's Quinterly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got so many good players. Anyway, They've Alabama got, yeah, should win the national championship. Yeah. And if they do, it's going to be wild. But they should. Yeah. That's, so. that's what they're starting with. They're starting with that expectation. Alabama not only has never won a national championship, they've never even been to a Final Four. So yeah. they yeah, are they going never had into Brandon Miller. Nope. Can see why they they risked it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And then, you know, our fans gonna show up with the t-shirts, get increasingly emboldened, mm -hmm. you know, tribal, all that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's 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 a part of the story. You don't know where it's spinning, which is why you try to gain some control over it. Cause it's like, it's not like 
Nate Oates was like, hey, I hope a couple guys show up with these classless, ridiculous T-shirts. But they did. <laughs> yeah, right? And it's I mean, another big, you know, like. Yeah, the, that's, you just poured more kerosene on the fire. Right, I mean, because but they just be, did. But you can't stop yeah. that anymore. And when you're just sitting there going, I mean, this is why, like, even in the years ahead, if Nate Oates has off-field, off-court problems with his players at some point, well, maybe not. You could see it coming back to haunt them. But then again, I'm not sure there are any standards left. Real quick, on on Alabama and, and just like, all right, so the scene, it was pretty, pretty, pretty easy scene for Alabama in Nashville. You know, there was not a lot of hostility towards Alabama. They had a lot of fans there. They played early. Yeah. You're playing Mississippi State. They didn't bring many people. You played Missouri. They didn't bring many people. There just weren't, you know, there was not a big gang up in the gym of people booing Brandon Miller in Alabama. The interesting thing, they're starting in Birmingham. Friendly territory, right? Except, you know who else starts in Birmingham? Auburn. Yeah. Auburn fans are going to show up to boo Brandon Miller. I'm reasonably sure. <laughs> That's interesting, yeah. yeah. Normally, NCAA tournament sites are, are you know, they're pretty passionless right there's not anything mm -hmm. they, that's the goal is just to have a few fans there they don't really it's a tv state it's not a college basketball is the some of the wildest home courts in the country and they take it away from the ncaa tournament yep. and just do it and it's designed to have none of that so mm -hmm. i don't know it, it, it it's friendly it's a good it's a good event for them but that is interesting auburn fans will be uh be rolling all right number two i don't know if this is a straight list but here's here's my list of other other intriguing people Yep. Bill Self. Yes. Kansas coach. He can repeat. Only we have Billy Donovan repeated at Florida, I think 06 and 07. Yep. Mike Shashevsky repeated at Duke 1992-93 as national champs. And then you go back to John and 92. Wooden. 91 and 91 92. 91 and 92. Okay. Yep. Yep. You mm -hmm. go back to John Wooden. That's right. 93 yep. was Arkansas. Yep. No, 93 was North Carolina. 93 was North Carolina. 94 was Arkansas. All right, say hello. What do I know? I, I gave up after UNLV <laughs> lost. I had a little period of time. I just stopped caring. Pick a year, and I'll tell you who won the championship. Really? Yep. 1958. Kentucky. Back to back, 57 and 58. <laughs> How would I even know? How would I even know? <laughs> How about the first one? Who won the first one? Oregon. Ah, pouting my hat. I'm wearing a Wyoming. Yeah. Oh, no, why Oregon won? Oh, 41, 41. Yeah, but the Oregon Tall Furs won the first that's one. That's right, the 39. Tall Furs won the first one, Wyoming. Yeah. 1966, how about that one? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I Texas think we Western. know that. Glory Road, yes. baby. Mm -hmm. We got it. Texas Western. All right, well, Bill Self can do it. Last year, he was a bit, he was the controversial figure because um, his uh, former, the KU's former Adidas bag man was in uh, prison at the time. Uh, he's since yeah. gotten out. Uh, so that was controversial. It was very awkward when when uh, they had to hand Bill Self the well, we had uh, no villains now. I mean, Bama took care of that. They took that standard. Yeah. <laughs> the quaint days when just having your guy who helped you recruit for years uh, go to prison was considered a scandal, and you, you got suspended for five games. Is uh, oh wow, I remember when that those quaint days. Anyway, he, then to add to the intrigue. He had health issues and missed uh, the Big 12 tournament. Now he is out. He is said to be ready to return to his team. They released a statement Sunday night. So we wish Coach Self uh, well. He's a good guy, and we, we he's a great coach, obviously, and he's got a chance. So uh, from the hospital, back, could win back-to-back. -back. He's got the team. 
Maybe he's got the only team that could beat Alabama. Bill Self, thoughts? Yeah, I'm like nervous about that. And I, you know, I'm not a doctor and we don't have the full explanation of what happened, but he was admitted with chest pains and balance issues. They did a catheterization procedure on him. They put two stents in to clear an arterial blockage. That's not, you know, like I was dehydrated or something. That's, you know, that's, that's your heart we're talking about here. This is a stressful profession. This is the most stressful time of year. It's the most stressful. It's the most tiring. You're traveling a lot. You are turning around game after game to, you know, get ready. You're, you're, you know, you're prepping like 15 hours between games. If you win the first one to get ready for the second and so on. It's a lot to put on a coach who's coming off a heart issue. Maybe he's fine. I hope he's fine. But it makes me a little bit nervous about how much of this workload he can take on and what he's going to be able to do without putting himself at further risk. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I mean, he's got a great staff. That helps. Yeah. I'm going to trust uh, the doctors and all that. I did find it like, I mean, maybe they held him in a little long. It just, it was like weird timing, right? Like, oh, it's selection Sunday. And now we're out. Like, boy, both yeah. those things happen at the same time. Okay. <laughs> hopefully he is fine and, and can handle it. And hopefully he does not push it because um yeah. we don't we don't care. Yeah, not that important. Right. Um, so championship isn't worth uh isn't worth uh, more health issues for Bill Self. Yeah. All right. Matt Painter, Purdue coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible work at Purdue the last 18 years. Has turned Purdue into uh, you know, they have years here and there, but for the most part, an, an above average, excellent basketball program, 413 wins in 18 years. So, he's, you know, averaging well well over 20, uh, won 29 games last year, uh, was expected to be the big breakthrough year where they get maybe past the, just the Sweet 16. Purdue is not a program that goes to the Final Four often. It's hard for them to break through on that. Occasionally they do, but... You know, there's only so many times Purdue is going to have a Zach Eady, National Player of the Year guy, uh, have a team capable of winning 29 in a row, 29 back-to-back seasons. Um, I think they they have 29 now, or they're close. You know, or maybe not. Maybe maybe he's he's elevated to where this is going to become the norm. But this is their chance. This is not this is not Kansas, and you're going. Well, there's going to be another chance. This isn't Kentucky or Indiana or anybody else. This is this is Purdue's best chance at a national title uh, and certainly a Final Four in a long time. They've got it all there. They had four losses in February, but they had obviously turned it on, won the Big Ten. They look good. How much pressure is on Matt Painter, if you want to call it pressure, or what, what makes him intriguing? Oh, I'd call it pressure. To me, I, Purdue is basketball is a little bit like Georgia football where you're like, how have they not won national titles? They have been really good going back to when John Wooden was a student there in the 20s and 30s, and they've been consistently really good for a long, long time. They sit in a great recruiting territory. Indianapolis to the south, Chicago to the north. You can recruit all over the Midwest, and you've had all these good teams, and somehow you have never gotten that title. Last year, when they had Jaden Ivey, who I think was the number two pick in the draft, number three, so, I mean, he was, you know, super four high pick. Four, yeah, top yeah. five pick. And you had Zach Eady, and you had several other seniors. And 
the bracket fell apart for you. St. Peter's was your Sweet 16 opponent, and you lost to him. Yeah. I mean, just brutal. And so you take that, and you, you it just compounds, I think. As you said, Matt Painter... Is a, is he's a heck of a coach and a really good. I mean, I really like him. He is a an interesting guy to talk to. He's got some kind of rain man about him when it comes to to the ins and outs and the X's and O's of, of basketball. But but he's a, he's an actual human being you can talk to, and some of these guys really aren't. And for that team last year with Jaden Ivey and Zach Eady uh, to lose to St. Peter's in the Sweet Sixteen when when the way to the Final Four looked like it was open was was so painful and. Uh, you know, yeah, they've, they've, they, I'm not sure they have a better team than last year, but they've got a better chance because I don't think it, there's as many other good teams. So uh, there is definitely pressure there for, for Purdue to get there. And that's, that's a great fan base too. And they have got some scar tissue built up. They've had key injuries. They've had bad luck. You know, it was, they were going to go to the final four, Dan, in 2019. And Virginia made that play. Kihei Clark grabs a loose ball at half court, passes it to Muhammad Diakite, and he makes the shot at the buzzer to get that game into overtime, or else Virginia doesn't win a national title, and Purdue maybe does. I mean, they've had some gut busters. So for them, they if were, they could make the Final Four this year, it would be huge. And it's amazing. So their last Final Four was what, 2000? 2000, yeah. I mean, you just look, because basketball is not football. Like, I mean, Baylor won a national title. Virginia, yeah. you mentioned, right? We said Florida a couple times. I don't even care about basketball. Yeah. You know, Connecticut won four. Maryland, Syracuse. You know, our, and you look at the, the runner-ups, Texas Tech, Gonzaga a couple times, Utah. Like, different, just, you can just make it. Wisconsin, right? Like, Wisconsin, what, two? They make two championship games or one? They at least yeah, won. Uh, um, one net. You know what? And let me correct myself. Purdue did not make the Final Four in 2000. They lost in the regional final. They did make it. So they I haven't thought. been since 1980. They haven't been since That's what I thought. 1980. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you go back and you look. Seton Hall. I mean, some of these teams that have made it since then yeah. that yeah. just made it. Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Butler. Jeez. I mean, your own but- <laughs> Butler. Butler twice. Title games. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. All right. I'm on it. Pressure. Matt Painter. Let's go. The best place to see stars is at home with Prime Video. Get everything included with Prime, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith starring Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. Rent or buy hits like Mean Girls starring Renee Rapp. Or add on channels like Max for Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. You've never seen so many stars in one place. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership not required to rent or buy. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. All right, different kind of pressure. I don't know if he's got to make a Final Four, but maybe. John Calipari, Kentucky Wildcats. Zero tournament wins since 2019. Mm-hmm. They have not been to the Final Four since 2015 when they were mm-hmm. 38-0. They lost last. They lost last year to uh, St. Peter's in the first round. Uh, missed the tourney a uh, couple years there, and then I mean the COVID year they actually were really good. But this is what right. happened. Right. And this team is like nobody. Like they have everything, and yet they're not that good. Cal's got a lifetime deal. They uh, they can't get rid of him, and he makes a ton of money. And I don't think they would. He's got again some 
absolutely loaded recruiting class coming in. And next year, at any point, John Calpar can win the national title, including this year. Who the hell knows? They got they got the potential. Let's put it that way. I also really like their like they get Providence in the first round. Yeah, Providence right. is four and six since February one. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's a great like, matchup. If they don't win, like he hasn't won a game since nineteen. Mm-hmm. Like you got to at least win a game, and then you're going up against Kansas State and a first year head coach, and the games are in Greensboro. It's not like you got to play them like in, you know, like are we Kentucky? Or are we not Kentucky? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what right lately we ain't been Kentucky, and that's uh, I don't know. So I think there's a lot of pressure on. Coach Cal, to he had better at least beat Providence. Uh, yeah, no, huge pressure. As a matter of fact, I remember somebody on this podcast whose initials were DW saying last year after they lost to St. Peter's that he better go to the Final Four next year. I probably might have said that, yeah. You did? You well, did. let's go. <laughs> C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats. There you go. I don't, I, it's like, and the Kentucky fans have sort of sagged in there. Well, we, you know, we don't have a lot of lineups. And I'm like, well, <laughs> It's like they, they've accepted it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not. I, mean, that, that, I know I there's mean, a lot well, of bitterness, but. They, yeah, they're bitter. They they are really down on Cal. But as you said, they're stuck with him. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to have to just ride it out. Uh, you know, hope he gets sick of you and because you can't pay him off to leave. So, uh, but look, this team, the, I agree the bracket draw is. Gives them a great chance. Providence, I don't like them. Uh, although their best player is a Kentucky transfer, Bryce Hopkins. So if you yeah. were on this Kentucky yeah, team, would really help them. Um, I mean, that would it'd be absolutely the humiliation. <laughs> yeah. Other than losing well, St. Peter's, that was the humiliation of all humiliation. Well, that's true. All right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And then, look, so if even if you get, all right, you, get, you play K-State, as you said, rookie head coach. They've had a very good year, but they also feel like they've kind of, they, they might be – have maxed out a while ago. Uh, then you could end up with Marquette after that. Shaka Smart, speaking of coaches who should be on this list, and, and I think is on the list. Oh, but, he's uh, on the list. Just to just okay. pay a patient grasshopper. I'll, I'll yeah. hold my information on that. But anyway, okay. like the top half of the East region I think is loaded, and the bottom half is there for Kentucky for the taking. If they're good enough, I don't think they're good enough. They've been so inconsistent. I mean, for this Vanderbilt team to beat them twice in the last three games, and and they just they kind of punked them Friday in uh, in Nashville, and it was partly look Vandy shot well, but Kentucky doesn't defend; they don't guard anybody. It's the worst defensive team I've ever seen Calipari have, and that's a bad to, thing to have. I don't know what the heck happened. <laughs> it's just, I mean, they were thirty eight no, and you're like, yeah, they ain't coming back to the Final Four for like seven eight years. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? Wait, what? Tuta- I mean. This is Kentucky. This is Kentucky. All right. Well, let's just get to Shaka Smart since you will. We'll jump him up okay. the line here. There you I go. Consider we'll him as intriguing line. as my other guys, but you're impatient. Uh, final four at VCU. Uh, stayed put. Havoc defense. Created this thing. A lot of really good regular season teams. Never was able to do as much in the in, in March again, but whatever. Got to Texas. Never get it going. Bunch of 19 and 13 years. Just never worked the way it should have. He get, gets out of there, goes to Marquette. He's from Wisconsin, heads back kind of home. This team looks really, really good. I, I watched a lot of Big East tournament this weekend. I always loved the Big East tournament. It was terrific. The UConn-VCU game signed me up. I don't know if they could meet wherever they might meet, but if that was a regional final, we'd be talking about it forever. 
great game. 29 wins. They've lost once since mid-January. I, I don't. I wouldn't say pressure, but man, he's got a good team. Your thoughts? Yeah, here's where the pressure comes from. Shaka Smart has lost six straight NCAA first-round games. Last year at Marquette, as a three-seed in 2021 at Texas, as a 10-seed, as a six-seed, as a seven-seed, as a five-seed at VCU. So... He had the great run, made the Final Four, which is epic at friggin' VCU to go to a Final Four, but there has not been a lot to back that up since then. And I'm happy for him. He's, I really like him, and this team, as you said, is they're great. I mean, he's he's put together a heck of a team. I love Tyler Kolek, the point guard, super crafty, and I think they've got a chance, but they've got to get past that first one. And Vermont is a bit of a pain-in-the-ass opponent in that first one, so... They better come in ready because there's going to be pressure on Marquette and on Shaka right away. And then if you get past that, guess who you might get in the second round? Izzo. Nobody wants to play Izzo, regardless of seeding. Now, that will be a absolute that – will, that will be a great game if he gets uh, Michigan State. Uh, I, you know, Vermont, they've won a million in a row in their league. But, I mean, I think they started 2-7. and seven. And didn't exactly they didn't exactly play like you know the Bucks and the Celtics no I mean but they, the, they they played a lot of road games the, they played a lot of road yeah, games no one wants to go up there good maple syrup some skiing <laughs> yeah. I mean that was a lost a back to back swing to New Hampshire and UMass Lowell that was uh, in January I mean look I'll say this this Marquette doesn't be Vermont great town Burlington though great town yeah. They should beat them, but but I, Vermont's one of those teams. Look, I mean, they know they're going to play the way they want to play, and they're going to run their stuff, and they're going to be uh, Shaka needs sound. a nice run here. I, I I did not realize his first round record was that bad. That is awful. Yeah. All right, we'll see what he's got. Can't be Vermont. Yeah, I don't know what, but this is a heck of a team. He's got the program rolling, and I think it's just like a great spot for him. It's just a great yes. spot for him. Um, yeah. Texas is weird. Texas is weird. We're going to get to Texas. I yes. want to do this one first, though. John Shire, mm-hmm. uh, first-year coach at Duke. They were 17-8. and eight. Didn't look that great. Lost to Miami, Virginia back-to-back. There was sort of uh, just uh, getting things going, and, and you didn't know, right? Anytime they hand these jobs off to someone who's never coached, which is, a, is still an amazing thing, these universities uh, just – just go with the coach. The, uh, it's just like it's nepotism. It's not necessarily, you know, family, but sometimes it is. But it's just like, yeah, we're just going to give it to my assistant. I mean, it's a high-paying, important job. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, John Shire's won nine in a row. They've won their final nine, won the ACC. They're white hot. They got players. They look good. He, I'm not saying he has to make a final four, but he needs a nice NCA run. He does not need a first-round loss. He does not need something that looks ugly. He needs a good thing to make people feel good about where Duke's headed and that he's the guy. Uh, I mean, look, it's going to take like six years before he proves that he's the guy, the right guy to follow Krzyzewski. You can see that situation right over in Chapel Hill. But yeah. uh, it takes a sustained success. But this is where it starts. So I think there's there's a, no, a little bit of pressure on John Shire to, uh, to uh, get popping. Yeah, I, I think he's playing a little bit with house money here. And I, there were, there are expectations, but 
You sweep North Carolina and you win the ACC tournament in your first year. That's pretty good. Now, he, I, he I does think it's have, good. I just think people want to be reassured. Right. Like, yeah. I, he's not in a job. He did fine. He did a really good job. But yeah, uh, you know what? Oral Roberts, they should beat. And Oral Roberts is good, but they should beat Oral Roberts. And I don't like Tennessee. I think they were good early. I mean, you know, a Sweet 16 is not too much to ask out of uh, out of Duke here. I'm, I think I'm going to pick them and go to the Final Four. Well, there you go. I think they're criminally underseated at a five. I think the Oral Roberts game is scary, though. I mean, you want to play that team? They went to the Sweet 16 two years ago, and they've won 30 games. They haven't lost since January 9th. I would not want to play Oral Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> but, so here's the thing, like, with Gary. Shire, you're Duke. I, I know. Duke. Yeah. You know what? Teams lose in the tournament. Yeah. Oral Roberts as a 12 seed is a scary, scary uh, opponent, I think. They probably have too much size, and they'll probably overwhelm Oral Roberts. But, so, they beat North. I think since February on, they've been great. They, had, they, they totally just lived on their laurels when they went down to Miami and got housed because that was right after they beat North Carolina. They got screwed against Virginia. They should have won that game in regulation. Terrible call. Cost them a chance to shoot free throws for the win late in that game, and then they, they, they've won every other game since then. When they've had all their players, because Derek Whitehead had been hurt once they got him back, uh, they have rolled uh, when they've had their full complement of players. So I, I'd say look out for Duke. I think they have a great chance to go to the Final Four, and I think we were going to be talking about John Shire as a star uh, by the end of this tournament. All right. Here we go. We'll put any extra heat on them. <laughs> I, I like what I've seen. I like when the team's getting better. Uh, all right. Next one. Rodney Terry, interim coach, University of Texas. Got the job when Chris Beard... <laughs> Was fired uh, when he for an allegation of domestic violence that was later charges were dropped by uh, local authorities and Chris is headed back to um, college hoops soon. I think is he going to Ole Miss? Did that get done or no? Uh, there's so, there's 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 much speculation and discussion and rumor. Nothing's been. Ole done Miss yet. is doing its due diligence, which I think is just <laughs> scanning his win loss record. Like <laughs> they. The due diligence was to send up a trial balloon last week with his name and see if they were going to get killed for hiring him. Alabama has done the greatest service to every school and ever. I mean, nobody can. It's over. Like, just look at our guy. And no charges. Yeah. No charges. That's it. That's it. We have a new standard in college athletics. Chris Beard has no charges. Who cares? There we go. Hire him. Guy can coach. Guy can coach. Roddy Terry is a good coach at Fresno State, less so at UTEP, taking over 19-7, and seven, but they just won the Big 12. The team looks really good. Interesting road if they were to make a big run. Could he get this job is really what I'm implying. Let's say to get to a Final Four, they would potentially defeat Texas A&M in round two. Yeah. Juicy. Hello. Mm -hmm. Proxy war for football. <laughs> like might actually get both schools to actually care about a game and they could potentially get Houston in the regional final. Mm -hmm. What's Rodney Terry got to do to get the job? Win it all? Final four? No shot. I, I, I Boy, I think even if you make a sweet 16, maybe. But I do know, look, they, their predisposition was not to give the job to Rodney Terry. And they were kicking the I've tires noticed. on people, yeah. you know. 
But he's done a very good job taking over a really difficult situation. And then they they win the Big 12 tournament without one of their best players. Timmy Allen was out hurt, and we'll see if he's back or not, which is going to be a very important thing for them. But they've got real good players. The players love Rodney Terry. I spent time with him and with the team, oh gosh, back beginning of February, late January, late January. And... You know, it's just a really good vibe from him and from the team. Uh, they they are a super mature team. You know, they got a bunch of 22, 23, 24-year-old guys who are all, the, they're going pro or they're going somewhere after this season. They're, they're in on this. And so they've been lockstep, and he's just handled it all really well. Great guy. I would like to see him. If they get the Sweet 16, I'd sure like to see him get a shot at the job full-time. Uh, we'll see if Texas thinks that's way. You know, Texas, the way Texas thinks is, you know, we we need to – be making a big swing and splash here and Rodney Terry would not be it but I would like to see him get a chance if they win two more games at least two two at least beating Texas A&M in that second round that is if I'm Rodney Terry I could not ask for a better second round matchup than that one for trying to get the job yeah run A&M it's gonna be hard I think it'll be easy (laughs) now you lose you're not getting the job right and right and that team is painfully underseeded Oh, My terrible. Goodness. That was the worst that, seating of the whole thing. How the hell are they at seven. seven? Yeah. I Single thought, worst I, seating of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah that, I, they just didn't – I don't know what happened. I mean, they just, they just had them in there. They forgot. It's easy to forget about Texas A&M basketball. But they're good, and so that's a really tough game. But if you were sitting there going, look, I got one shot to win the title, uh, to get this gazillion-dollar-a-year job, beating A&M in round two is about as – good of a shot if I got uh, like that that would endear me to the fans or the boosters that would make this decision more than anything else for sure other than you know beating Alabama or something but yeah you know what I'd rather play A&M so it sets up but it'd be pretty interesting and man a Texas Houston game god for Houston to beat Texas and go to the final like there's a some Longhorn yeah. drama going on out there. Oh, no doubt about it. That's yeah. And the and, and the and the final fours in Houston, of course. Yes. No. Yeah. So, a lot happening. Uh, All right, Richard Patino, Ricky P. He's back. Iona is back in the NCAA tournament for the second time in his uh, three years. Twenty-five and seven, maybe more. Twenty-seven and seven, I think he actually is. Whatever, Patino's uh, crushed it during his years at, at Iona. Last November, the the infraction, that little whatever that infraction club they put together, <laughs> uh, get out of jail club. <laughs> they they <laughs> that's what it him. is. Yes, the get, the out, get of out of jail, jail crew decided that Patino. There was not enough information to determine Patino should have known uh, about all the stuff that was happening at Louisville. This time, of course, there was also the previous time. And then there was the well, – it was a lot of times with Rick Yeah, Pitino. there's been a lot of things. But, again, it's over. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> right. Did you know he was going to shoot him with the gun? No. <laughs> okay, then. Good enough. <laughs> what did you think he was going to do with the gun? Don't know. <laughs> Paperweight? <laughs> <It's> yeah. all, <laughs> I could not have anticipated a gun would be used in a crime. I'm sorry. I thought it was his target practice at 1.30. At 1.45 a.m. Yeah. When that's the standard, Patino's like, hey, baby, <laughs> let's go. Let's roll. Yeah. Let's Give me the go St. to an John's Italian job. restaurant and celebrate for seven <laughs> seconds or less. Oh, oh, oh. This is going to do it. Patino's oh. back. 
St. What do we got? St. John's? Doesn't look like yep. Georgetown. I, no. I was hoping Georgetown's a, say, no. He's got to go to St. John's, right? He's got to yeah, go. Yeah. I, look, I don't know. Like, all right, so they're playing Connecticut. They'll probably lose. But again, that's another one. Like Danny Hurley sitting there going, I can't believe I have to play Rick Patino. But I, they, they play Patino ball. But I did, I actually watched a more Metro Atlantic athletic, the Mac, than I mm-hmm. probably should have because I was intrigued by Patino's team. They're beatable. They're beat. They, you oh, should yeah. beat them. They do yeah. play really good, but they don't have. They, he doesn't have like three, like this. You should beat them. UConn should beat them, but it's a nice team. And when he gets yeah. to St. John's and can all of a sudden hit transfer, Rick Patino with the transfer portal. Yeah. When these guys go somewhere else and don't get coached for two years and are like, I need to make the league now. Right. Oh my God. Right. Like he's yeah. going to be like IMG Academy for like tennis kids or something. <laughs> like it's like I need I need some real coaching. Uh, there's this old man over in Queens. You just go see him and yeah. <laughs> be a lottery pick in eight months. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. He was wearing really fancy suits. All right, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> no. uh, yeah he's going to like I don't know. You know if it takes half an hour after the game to you know get everybody through the showers and everything <laughs> after they lose to UConn. <laughs> Minute thirty-one, he'll be signing the papers, or at least en route to uh, to to Queens to, so. to St. John's. Is a, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, he, it's, I mean, it's he tries done. to feign it. Ah, it'd be tough oh, for me to leave. I, no, it wouldn't, Rick. No, it no. wouldn't. I mean, I know. No. Thank. I, I appreciate that you enjoy the place, and they were good to you. They gave you a job when no one else would. But it will not be hard for him to go, and he shouldn't. And and it's be huge for the Big East to be huge for basketball in New York and St. John's and all of that. So I think it's happening. Yeah. Ricky uh, P. He's cleared of all charges in my most recent felony case. <laughs> no comment. My goal is to finish one. my career at Iona, Patino said my all goal. of last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. When He's he got there, remember, I don't anymore. I don't want any other coaching jobs. This is the only job I want. Just want I just want to ride the bus and no. Yeah, here's the problem. Yeah. The one bid league it sounds romantic until you're in a one bid league. Yeah. And then it's miserable. Like even even the championship game, Marist made a little run. And I mean, Marist was thirteen and nineteen, <laughs> and it's like they made a run. And I think it got tied. And it's like, oh my god, you know. Or I watched yeah. the regular Mac, the the, the short, the abbreviated Mac, M A C, match. And yeah. you know, Toledo and is a terrific basketball team. I I know they don't have the metrics, and I'm not saying they should be in over someone else, but they're absolutely as good as some of these teams that got in. And it's just the max of one bid league. Kent State beat them. So, like, sounds great until you realize that only one of us is going and right. we can blow no. it. And, uh, That's when they hate it. Yeah. That's, yeah. My, my passion in basketball started in New York and will end there at Iona College, Patino said after well, he was hired you at Iona. Dust, you can dust that quote off again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just change the, change the ladder <laughs> location. I, I want mean, him back. Come on, Rick. Every- Every single job he's ever had was going to be his last job. This is UMass's problem. This is UMass. Eric Patino went to the University of Massachusetts, as did I. We were both, both uh, tremendous scholars up there in Amherst. <laughs> you know, only the best and the brightest come out of there. Yeah. Obviously, terrific <laughs> sense of morality. Nah, fair play is also uh, in, embedded into the students there. Why the hell did UMass not hire this guy three years ago? Last year when the job opened? Like, this is a bunch of wimps. Yeah. Mm. Come you know. on. Yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, well, now he's cleared. Who cares? 
So when you get, you brought the gun, did you think he was going to kill somebody? I wasn't sure. Okay. You're our coach. We're, yeah, we're done here. This is college, it's college athletics. We're good. Yeah. I mean, come on. You're playing. What is this? Patino should be in Amherst. Uh, go to Queens. It's going to be great. It's going to be he great. Promote, he so promoted happy. an atmosphere of rules compliance at Louisville because he had meetings and had people had fill out paperwork. So, you know, yeah, good there enough. were no more rules. There yeah. And the compliance guy. So it said one thing at a trial and another thing in front of the NCA. Yeah. Mm. So three guys went to prison and then, but Louisville skated, whatever. There were no rules. There's no morality. I don't want to see one of those. We're preparing kids to go to uh, pro in something other than uh, sports. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> it might, they might have to do that, but you're not doing any of those things. <laughs> yeah. Bob, <laughs> yeah. Bob yeah. Knight ain't here no more, bro. <laughs> the reality is a lot of them will have to do that, but no, the schools <laughs> themselves are not terribly The basketball programs aren't. No, no, no you're not. No. no. only Those are the ones that didn't make the tournament. It's like uh, Jerry Tarkanian's old line, right? Nine out of ten schools are cheating the other ones in last place. Yeah. That's, you know, we care right. about developing your players for something other than basketball. Yeah. I don't know what we're, what that's, that's, that's a D3. All right. That's got to be our, our, our list here. I don't know. Do you have another, you want to throw one I, in there? One more, man. One more. Kelvin Sampson. Yeah. Uh, I have him on here. I just, yeah. Go ahead. But, but I mean, look, they, they, they're the number two overall team. They've got a number one seed. Houston, had a little bit like Purdue, has had great teams for decades and has found ways to not win titles, including an airball dunk from North Carolina State 40 years ago. Now, here is Kelvin's road to get to the Final Four. You're going to start against Northern Kentucky. Fine. You should be able to beat them. But, all right, their, their best player, their leading scorer is injured right now. So if he doesn't come back, every game's difficult. Then you might get to play Auburn in Birmingham. And then, in the Sweet 16, you might get to play Indiana University, which fired your ass in 2008 amidst a big old scandal that now looks absolutely picayune compared to a lot of other stuff, certainly compared to what's happened at Alabama. And then you get past them, and then, yeah, you get to play maybe the in-state power, Texas or Texas A&M, to go to the Final Four in your own town. And you're Kelvin Sampson, you're 67 years old, and you've got this chance... Man, I mean, he's getting ready, I think, to give the job to his son, Kellen, who's a great coach. I don't know how much longer Kelvin's going to go, but this is the chance. Hopefully Marcus Sasser is yeah. healthy and they get their chance to at least go for it. Man can coach some defense. Man can coach some defense. Uh, and they can score. Great team. All right. That, that would be Kelvin Sampson, end of the road there. Win it, walk off into the Houston sunset. I like it. Yeah. Yep. I like it. All right. I, I got two stories I have to get to, even here in March Madness, and it's America's tournament, and you feel very patriotized. Schools all over the country, right? Big schools, small schools, state schools, religious schools, little towns, big cities, everything. We love it. But I am turning my attention to Canada. Canada? No participants. Yes. Two great stories out of Canada, okay? Number one stems from a, a legal trial in Quebec, and it was determined uh, the issue was uh, a man named Neil Epstein was arrested outside his home in a suburb of Montreal. He was charged with criminal harassment and uttering death threats. But part of the situation was that he had flipped the bird to his neighbor, given the middle finger to his neighbor. And uh, that was part of the case against him was that he was the harassment was standing in his yard 
throwing the middle finger at his neighbor. And a judge in Quebec, Judge uh, Dennis uh, Galastados, has ruled that, to be abundantly clear, it is not a crime to give someone the finger. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad to hear it as somebody who has done that. Yes. How do I have you done it in Canada? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay well, uh, feel free. Flip okay. that. <laughs> quote this is my favorite legal this is my favorite legal uh br- briefing of the year flipping the bird the pr- flipping the proverbial bird is a god-given <laughs> charter enshrined right that belongs to every red-blooded canadian it may not be civil it may not be polite it may not be gentlemanly nevertheless it does not trigger criminal liability <laughs> are are we similarly protected is that is that precedent here in the united states because if not i I might move to canada yeah right i mean i might need to oh my (laughs) i love it the death threat was a throat slashing gesture and a punching motion with his hand those are awesome Mm, okay so it is this they're soft in canada they're soft they don't (laughs) want a stanley cup in decades (laughs) I just wanted to make it clear for anyone who wondered. You can throw the bird around all you want up in Canada. There you go. Clearly. 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 That's right. good. Good. All right. I'm, all right. I feel better. I look I, I look forward to driving up there and getting cut I wanna, off and I, exercising I could be a judge my rights. Like, those red-blooded Canadians. I didn't even know. <laughs> I guess does everybody call them? So, you know, we call ourselves red-blooded Americans. They, yeah, I'm I didn't sure know that was like a thing. Red-blooded um, Slovenians. and everything. I mean, we all got red blood. So why not? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. And then uh the other the other story is also out of Canada. Canada Canada's uh like health administration, the Center on Substance Abuse, Substance Use and Addiction, uh has updated for the first time in eleven years its alcohol alcohol consumption guidance. And it is determined that people should not drink more than two drinks a week. Mm. Two drinks a week. Mm. Uh that's mm. it. That's what the Canadians are saying you can't do. Uh, if you know anything about Canada, uh, no, that did not. There's not going to be a lot of people following those guidelines. Two drinks a week. In fact, in one of the great man-on-the-street interviews of the local news, uh, they went down to a uh, liquor store and uh, asked the people on the street their opinions on the new two-drink two drink a did. week max. What a a layup (laughs) to the TV people. Oh, my God. And I just want to say, this guy we're about to hear from, I've never been wanted to be friends with someone more in my life. Okay? I feel like I could be best friends with this guy. But play play this uh, clip, Sean. What did you buy today? I bought uh, six Bush Light, six Bud Light, and I love them. Tall boys. Tall boys? Uh, How much would you drink a day? Well, what day? Regular day, I don't know. Maybe a couple of beers. Depends. Weekends, maybe, you know, five beer. Two drinks a week. What do you think of that? Well, that's just not uh, feasible. Not in this country. Well, come on, man. Two drinks a week. What's that going to do for you? I mean, that doesn't even get you through a day. A reasonable amount. If you're, I mean, if you're at home, you'd be able to have like uh, four beer. That's just, uh, that ain't, that's just two more. I mean, I'll have six. But four is a fair number. But there shouldn't even be guidelines anyway. Why are you going to tell me how much I can drink at home? Well, I guess the idea is, would you be concerned that you're at a higher health risk if you're drinking too much? No. 
<laughs> That's the, the main point here is why are they telling me what That's I can right. drink at home? What Can I have uh, two liters of pop? Can I have two liters of pop? Well, what's more healthy, four beers or two liters of Coca-Cola? Do the math. So I'm guessing that this information about the new guidelines isn't going to change your mind. It's heartbreaking and I can't even believe it. Rock and roll! <laughs> All right, you <laughs> can't it there. handle the tooth. <laughs> he only has. He's only got like one. Two. <laughs> Four beer, five beer, six beer. <laughs> oh my god! I got six. Six Bud Lights, tall boys, love him. <laughs> he is your guy, clearly. Oh my god, I love this man. National hero. National hero. <laughs> Absolutely not defending the drinkers of Canada. Canada is a weird place, man. They're like only have two beers, but you want to go flip people off. Hey, have at it. <laughs> you know, everything in moderation, Dan. Just occasional flipping off, occasional Every, beers. You know. Everything in moderation, including moderation. That's that's <laughs> my theory. Anyway, I just love that guy, and uh, you know, persevere, Canada. Don't let don't let the government take you down. Tell you can only have two drinks a week. <laughs> That says, what do they, they think? Some guys like up there in like moose jaw, like it's like 30 below zero. Yeah. Government scientists said, oh, I should have two. Come on. I'll have one on Tuesday and one on Saturday. Yeah, See if I get through. Freezing their ass off somewhere. Not nah, happen. That guy is all time, one of the all time great local news man on the streets. <laughs> Never know what you're going to find. Uh, uh, all right, that's our show. That's our show. March Madness is here. We'll be back with more. We'll have some predictions. Yeah, we'll pick we'll some brackets. Ross back from Paris. We'll see how the coaching carousel shakes out. Appreciate you guys listening. Continue to subscribe, and we will talk to you later. <laughs>